0: morning, buenos dias, welcome, bienvenidos, how good it is to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If you're worshiping with MCCLV and you're online, if you could take a moment, type into the comments where you are worshiping from, say hello. For those who are in person, if you could turn and give a wave at a neighbor, say howdy, hello, good to see you, how good it is to be here today. You are here, now. every Sunday at MCCLV is a special Sunday, but you're here on a super special Sunday when we dedicate Jet Nicholas Smith, and it's just going to be uh, a wonderful time together uh, here in the sanctuary. Surely the Spirit is already being poured out upon us. Uh, The the theme of today's service is healing, and certainly we all know people who are in need of healing. Uh, There's probably people in the sanctuary today who are in need. Uh, Check out your bulletin. There's just all sorts of wonderful stuff uh, going on. For those who are online, check out MCCLV's website, www.mcclv.org. For those in person, we've got a table set up in the back of the sanctuary with all sorts of uh, great information. Take whatever you need. Um, And just a couple other announcements if you could like and share the worship broadcast uh, That would be great. There's someone who's in need of a good word from God uh, today for those who are worshiping in person You received a communion kit on your way into the sanctuary If you didn't receive a communion kit and you'd like a communion kit if you could put up a hand in the air We've got a hand up down here any other hands up We want you to participate in the communion liturgy today. For those who are worshiping at home, you can get your communion supplies ready now. Uh, You can get a cracker, a piece of bread, some juice, so that you, too, can participate in the communion liturgy uh, from home. And I believe that completes our worship-related announcements. If you could please rise as able. Let's join in saying together our church's purpose statement. MCCLV's purpose is to worship and serve God through acts of justice and compassion. And now let's turn to one another. Let's give a sign of peace, uh, the air hug. For those worshiping online, you can type in the word peace or use the peace emoji. Again, how good it is to be together worshiping the Lord. Of compassion, Every day there are many ways in which we can offer help to others. Help us, O oh Lord, to be ready to reach out to all in need. Come, let us worship the one who prepares us for service. Let us sing our songs of praise to the one who has healed us. Amen. You may be seated as we continue to worship. those lists last month. You know, your hopes and visions for 2022. And at the top of my list was spend more time with God. And uh, yeah, amen. Uh, That's the hope, right? There are so many distractions. Well, about a week later, uh, I learned my spouse Carol had also uh, made a list. And at the top of her list for 2022, spend more time with God. There's a lot of distractions in the world. I love that one-on-one time with God. I love the communal time with God. I love that one-on-one confession with God. I especially love the communal confession because it's a reminder that I'm in this spiritual life with my brothers, sisters, my siblings in Christ. And so let's all join now together in a unison confession patient lord you know us so well we are fascinated by healing and can talk all day about the miracles but we do not understand the compassion of christ we often say just heal me or just make me rich or just make things go better at work or other such deals and then we promise our faithfulness and witness but in our our hearts we just don't get it please forgive us Lord when our greed and fear get in the way of understanding and accepting your healing help us to know the transformational power of your love get us ready to be faithful witnesses to you in all that we say and do and it is in Jesus name that we pray amen and and let me assure you as your sibling in Christ that we are a blessed people we are a forgiven people that god's love is for us and it's for all time praise be to god well we are in sacred space here today this is holy ground uh, that we're on and so um, we've established praying ground here. And so for those who are worshiping with MCClv and you're online, and if you have a prayer request, just type your prayer request right into the comments. For those who are worshiping in person, I'm going to pause in just a moment. And in that pause, we're going to lift up any prayer needs, any beloved ones who are in need of prayer, anyone on our heart, a situation, or a circumstance. We're just going to lift that Uh, lift that up. So I'm going to pause here for a moment. Again, if you're online, just write your prayer request in the comments. If you're in person, just speak your prayer request out loud. You are a healing God, and we are so grateful. There are people worshiping today who are in need of your physical healing, your mental healing, God, your emotional healing, your social healing, your intellectual healing, your spiritual healing. Now, sometimes we seek you for healing, Lord God, and at other times you seek us out, and you pour out your healing on us. We humbly ask that you make this time of worship right here and right now, we humbly ask that you make this a healing time, that all in need are healed, restored, and made whole. And you know this, Lord God, that we are so grateful for the gift of precious children and the opportunity to dedicate a little one to you. So keep us all focused on you, God, and on your love, Redeem us, rejuvenate us. Give us your peace that passes all understanding. Provide us with your life-giving energy to serve far and wide, we pray. And let's all say, amen.
1: Watch
2: Greetings. My name is Kimberly Gruen, and I bring you greetings from my home in Nazareth. I give to God through MCCLV because I have seen all the good MCCLV does for the community, and I believe in MCCLV's mission. For example, since the start of the pandemic, MCCLV has donated over $17,000 in food store gift cards to those in need. As the ministry has shared, MCCLV is in need of donations to cover expenses such as payroll and also to cover ministry costs. If you are able to give an additional gift to the church, please consider doing so. I am blessed to be in a place in my life that I can give to God through MCCLV and to do so directly through my employer's payroll deduction. Praise God for the opportunity to be generous. If you are unemployed or underemployed and are unable to give, we request you keep MCCLV in your prayers. You can give your offering online through MCCLV's website at www.mcclv.org. Click on the donate button. You may also write a check to MCCLV and mail it to the church at 1401 Greenview Drive in Bethlehem, PA, one eight zero one eight. God has given us every good thing. Let us return to God a portion of all God has graciously so given to us. God is good all the time and all the time God is good.
3: Good morning church. Our first reading today comes from chapter four of the Gospel according to John. Hear God's word for you. Then he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had changed the water into wine. Now there was a royal official whose son lay ill in Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come to Judea, to Galilee, the official went and begged Jesus to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to the official, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my little boy dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son is alive. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started on his way. As the official was going down, those enslaved to him met him and told him that his child was alive. So he asked them the hour when he began to recover, and they said to the official, Yesterday at, the one, in, at one in the afternoon the fever left him. The father realized that this was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he himself believed along with his whole household. Now this was the second sign that Jesus did after coming from Judea to Galilee. Here ends the first reading.
4: Our second reading today comes from chapter 5 of the Gospel, according to John. Hear God's word for you. After this, there was another Jewish festival, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep's gate, there is a pool called the Hebrew Hazata, which has five porticos. In these lay many people who are invalids, those who are blind, lame, and paralyzed. One person was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw this person lying there for what he knew had been a long time, Jesus said, Do you want to be made well? The sick person answered, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the person was made well and took up the mat and began to walk. Now the day was a Sabbath, so the religious authorities said to the one who had been cured, Is it the Sabbath? Is it not, not, not lawful for you to carry your mat? But the person who had been healed answered them, The one who made me well said to me, Take up your mat and walk. They asked, Who said it to you? Take up and walk. Now the person who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd and was there. Later, Jesus found the person in the temple and said, See, you have been made well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you. The one who had been healed went away and told the religious authorities that Jesus was the healer. Therefore, the authorities started persecuting him because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My heavenly parent is still working, and I also am working. For this reason, religious authorities are seeking all the more to kill Jesus, because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but he was also calling God his own parent, thereby claiming equality with God. There ends today's reading. Praise God that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path.
0: Praise God indeed. And will you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable unto you. Lord God, we ask that you continue pouring out your spirit upon us. Amen. Well, did anyone tell our visitors here today the sermons here average about 45 minutes to 60 minutes long? Ooh. Um, no, not to worry. 35 minutes max. <laughs> we heard two healing stories. Oops, I went that way. I'll stay over here so we won't buzz up. Okay. We heard two healing stories in our Gospels today. And some year I would love to focus 52 Sundays of the year on healing story. I love the healing stories in the Gospels, they're so inspiring. Now, one thing to remember though, and why I think we could do this 52 Sundays in a row, is that there's no formula that Jesus follows for every single healing. There's no sort of set steps that Jesus follows. Um, Even more shockingly, did you notice in that second Gospel reading, we hear that a healing is not even connected to belief in Jesus. A person is healed simply because Jesus heals. Wow. Not due to any set of specific beliefs of the person. Now, thankfully, Jesus is always messing with us. I love that about Jesus. Jesus is always messing with our carefully crafted and carefully considered ideas, especially in terms of who deserves healing and who doesn't deserve healing. We never receive healing, grace, forgiveness, mercy, or love because we are deserving of those things. We receive healing, grace, forgiveness, mercy, and love because we have an exceedingly generous God. Praise be to God, yes. That, that deserves a woo-hoo, absolutely. Now, while these two stories uh, today, they focus on restoration from physical illness, Uh, We understand healing to be broader than just physical healing. I mean, certainly, uh, who doesn't love a physical healing and experiencing a physical healing? That's certainly one aspect of healing. Uh, Most everyone has been ill at some point in their lives and has experienced that restoration of physical health. But we also may be healed mentally, experiencing a peace of mind. We may be healed emotionally, experiencing release from feelings of discouragement. We may even be healed socially from time to time, experiencing a sense of belonging, a true sense of belonging in a community. We also may be healed intellectually, experiencing a liberation from stale ideas. And we may also be healed spiritually. How are we healed spiritually? Well, experiencing recovery from toxic religion. Now, before going too much further, I do want to mention this. I want to be really, 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 really clear on this. Healing from Jesus does not involve going off prescribed meds, okay? Can we get an amen to that? Amen. It doesn't mean deviating from a doctor's orders. Uh, Remember that God often works through medical caregivers and mental health counselors and therapists for hope and for healing. Now, Jesus absolutely heals us, Jesus absolutely heals our hearts, our souls, our minds, our bodies. I know that Jesus heals because I have personally experienced Jesus healing multiple times in my life. I am no longer the same due to the transformative power of the Holy Spirit in my life. But I've also experienced God's healing working through a variety of medical caregivers. It's all good. Okay? It's all good. Sometimes it's all God, and sometimes it's God working through gifted medical caregivers. So, thank you. Little aside there. Every Sunday as the church gathers together, let's remember this. Every Sunday that the church gathers together, there is someone who has been healed. There is someone in the sanctuary. There is someone worshiping who is in need of healing someone who's seeking healing, and there's also someone who does not even know that they are in need of healing. (laughs) Now we can all welcome God's healing by keeping our hearts open to the healing that we're in need of, or if we're not in need of healing, we can pray healing for others, right? I'm so grateful for all of the people who have prayed for my healing over the years. And I hope God will help me to keep faithful in praying for the healing of others. And of course, as we pray healing for others, we let go of outcomes. We're not in charge of the timing of God's outpouring of healing. We don't know whom Jesus will touch. We're not aware of the location of the next visitation of the Spirit. We have to let go of all of those specifics as we pray healing for others. Now, there are a few people on my prayer list right now that um, I'm not sure that they desire healing, but that's not my concern, right? I was getting a little frustrated these past couple of weeks. I didn't quite know how to pray. I wasn't sure how to pray for some folks, and God made it clear to me to just pray. To let go of the outcomes, whether or not someone is, is aware that they're in need of healing. And I thank God for growing my awareness. There have definitely been times in my life when I have not been aware that I've needed healing. I've needed healing in a certain area of my life. I haven't been aware of it, yet the healing arrived. And sometime later on, I realized how desperately I was in need of that healing. So praise God for the people who pray as God directs them to pray. God works through people's prayers to heal us. Now the two gospel stories today, they show uh, the initiative being taken by different people. In that first healing story, what did we hear? Uh, A royal official takes the initiative, seeks out Jesus to heal a family member. But then in the second story, Jesus takes the initiative and heals a person. So sometimes we take the initiative, Sometimes Jesus takes the initiative. Sometimes we have faith and then we're healed. And at times we lack faith. But guess what? We're still healed. Sometimes we believe and we are healed. At other times we're living in unbelief. But guess what? We're still healed. Now these two gospel stories, one right after another, they show us that healing is not under our control. Healing is not at our command. It's all God. In the first story, there's a man who's identified as a royal official, and he has a son who is gravely ill, and his son is about to die. And despite the man's employment, despite he's really highly connected, right? He's a royal official. He hasn't been able to secure a recovery yet for his child. So this royal official, he decides to seek after someone he's heard about who has a different kind of power, right? Uh, He decides, I'm going to seek after this Jesus who has this spiritual power. It's not the kind of power that this royal official is is used to operating in, but he decides, I'm going to seek out Jesus. And this official is probably not used to begging anyone for anything, and yet he travels all the way to Cana in the region of Galilee, and the official begs Jesus to come and heal his son. And at first, we may think, well, Jesus, he's going to give props to this official for recognizing that healing is is being worked uh, through Jesus. Uh, But Jesus seems to be a little rude, right? In our gospel passage, what does Jesus say? Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. That seems a little rude of Jesus. But if we look a little more closely at uh, the original Greek language that this passage was written in, the you is actually plural. So it's not just a personal attack on the royal official. Jesus is speaking to everyone here. Unless you see signs and wonders, unless you all see signs and wonders, you all will not believe. And so Jesus is making it clear that we get a little too caught up in spectacular results rather than cultivating a simple faith, right? What do we want to see? We want to see mountains being moved. We want to see spectacular miracles rather than dedicating ourselves to something like daily prayer. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard, that day-to-day. Now, thankfully, this royal official doesn't get defensive with Jesus, doesn't take Jesus' statement personally, and pleads with Jesus, Sir, calm down before my little boy dies. And what does Jesus say to the official? Go, your son will live. And the official believes what Jesus tells him. And as he makes that journey back home, members of his household come out to meet him and inform him that his son is alive, Hallelujah. And we're told that the official's household makes a decision to believe in Jesus. So a healing occurs in that first Uh, gospel passage today. A healing occurs, and what's the outcome of that healing? A household comes to belief in Jesus. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. But in that second story, there's a different outcome. A person is healed, but instead of belief being an outcome, the person tattles on Jesus, right? It gets Jesus in trouble with the religious authorities. So in that second story, we're no longer in Cana, Instead, we're in the city of Jerusalem, and there's this awesome pool in the city. It's called beth Say that five times fast, beth And it's where people who were ill, they would come to this pool, this awesome, awesome pool, and they would seek healing in the waters. And one of the regulars who had come to the pool had been dealing with an illness for 38 years, And there's a fascinating exchange between Jesus and this person. Jesus asks the person, Do you want to be made well? And the person doesn't answer Jesus. And the person may not consciously be avoiding healing. They just have become so used to their unhealed state that they don't even know if they want to be made well. And it's a question that we all may want to consider from time to time. Do we really want to be made well? Do we really want to be healed? Do we really want to make peace with some pains and hurts in our lives? Or do we want to hold on to those pains? Do we want to hold on to those hurts? Do we really want to be liberated? Do we really want to be released? Do we really want to be set free from physical, mental, emotional, social, intellectual, or spiritual pain? Or have we gotten kind of used to the pain? Have we gotten comfortable with the pain? Have we made an idol out of it? Um, Now, before going too much further, I also want to mention this um, in light of our scripture passages today. We have to remember that being differently abled physically or being differently abled mentally is not necessarily at all about being in an unhealed state. Okay? So let's not make assumptions. Uh, about yes amen let's not make assumptions about who is in need of healing and instead let's just wait on God to pour out uh, that healing on whomever God wants to pour out that healing so back to Jesus he's at the pool and he asks this person do you want to be made well and rather than answering yes I want to be made well or nah I don't want to be made well what does the person say The person tells Jesus, see, here's the deal. I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm making my way, someone else steps in front of me. So the person thinks that they're unhealed due to logistics. Someone is always jumping ahead of the person. Someone is scheduled in front of the person. Someone has more means than the person. And and Jesus listens to the person's response and doesn't insist, this is what's so interesting, Jesus doesn't insist that this person have faith, Jesus doesn't say, just believe. Instead, what does Jesus do? He shares seven simple words. Stand up, take your mat, and walk. What a great healing phrase from Jesus. Stand up, take your mat, and walk. And what happens? We hear that at once the person is made well. They take up their mat, and they begin to walk. Now, the person didn't say that they wanted to be healed. They didn't make a statement of faith. The person didn't express any belief in Jesus, didn't express any trust in Jesus' power, and the person is healed. Hallelujah! God heals whomever God wants to heal, whenever God wants to heal, and wherever God wants to heal. Now, as we heard in that first gospel passage today, sometimes a person is healed, and then they come to believe in the power of Jesus. But then in that second gospel story, we're made aware that sometimes a person is healed and no faith, no belief comes about as a result. In fact, after the person is healed in that second story, they rat out Jesus to the religious authorities. Now we may think, well, who wouldn't love a healing? But in Jesus' day, healing on the Sabbath, it was controversial. You see, in a strict interpretation of religious law, nothing was to be done on the Sabbath. So when that healed person, they're walking around with their mat, they're flagged by the authorities because for some of those religious leaders, their reading of the law forbid carrying things around on the Sabbath. Okay? Very strict interpretation of the religious law. So these religious authorities, they stop this person who's been healed, and they point out, hey, it's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your mat. The person who's been healed gets a little defensive, right? Says, hey, some religious dude, uh, some religious dude healed me, okay? Um, told me to take up my mat and walk. And so that the one who's been healed, they claim that they're just following orders. Now the religious authorities, they don't like what they're hearing. They wanna know more. They wanna know who said this to you. Well, the person who's been healed, they didn't have an introduction to Jesus. They don't know that it was Jesus and uh and so they just uh they separate the religious authorities and this person now this person who's been healed soon they run into Jesus in the temple Jesus is delighted that the person is out and about walking around healed of their physical illness and Jesus says what see you've been made well Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Now, this seems like a really odd thing for Jesus to say, right? It seems like one of those nasty church sayings that we get, right? Don't sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Whoa, what is Jesus getting at here? Now remember, in ancient times, sin was often connected to illness. But in just a few chapters in John's Gospel, chapter nine of John's Gospel, Jesus demands that people disconnect sin. From illness so that we know that it's not about that so what is he getting at well what Jesus is making clear to the person is that there are some things that are actually worse than dealing with an illness for 38 years embracing a life of sin is actually worse being soul sick is much worse than dealing with a physical mental, emotional illness. Sin, remember, what is sin? It's separation from God. So Jesus encourages the person who's been healed to steer clear from that life that's separated from God. Now, instead of being grateful for this advice, thanking Jesus for the feedback, what does this person do? The person who's been healed went away, told the religious authorities, hey, Jesus, that was his name. Jesus was the healer. And the passage tells us that therefore the religious authorities started persecuting Jesus because he was doing what? He was doing these things on the Sabbath. Remember that strict interpretation of religious law would view healing as working on the Sabbath. And therefore Jesus is seen as a violator of the religious law. Jesus tells the religious authorities gets himself in a little bit more trouble. What does he say? My heavenly parent is still working, and I am also working. Uh-oh. <laughs> the response from Jesus doesn't sit well with the religious authorities because, in their opinion, Jesus is holding this very radical theology, calling God his own parent, claiming equality with God. Not everyone understands Jesus' ministry. Not everyone understands his purpose. Now, while Jesus may be of the same religion as these authorities, they have very different approaches, different interpretations, different perspectives. Jesus is going to heal whenever there's an opportunity to heal. And the religious authorities are doing what? They're trying to put the brakes on things. Jesus is trying to live in a way that shows God is in control. What are the religious authorities doing? They're trying to show that they're in control. (laughs) So... Now, we may think in our day, things have changed. Oh, people certainly must love healings. Whenever healings occur, people must love healings. Well, I'm not so sure Uh, all the time. In our day, for instance, hundreds of people, if not thousands, have come to experience a healing from toxic religion. And this should be a cause for rejoicing and celebrating. Right? More people are stepping away from that controlling approach to spirituality. But of course, not everyone celebrates, right? The purveyors of toxic religion and collusion with right-wing extremists, they sometimes do what? They double down, right? Spend millions of dollars lobbying Congress to pass anti-LGBT legislation. Or they make stuff up about critical race theory, or they embrace anti-Semitism. Did you see the horrible news out of the state of Tennessee? There was this book list in the school system in the state of Tennessee, and they're trying to ban a book, uh, on a really important book about Jewish history. It's called Mouse, M-A-U-S. You may have heard uh, of this case. So uh, there are, are, we live in an unhealed world, uh, don't we? Uh, we live in an unhealed world. Now sometimes we understand our need for healing, sometimes we understand that uh, we need healing of our our divisions, sometimes we're able to understand uh, others' need for healing, and sometimes we are absolutely clueless, and it's all okay. Because as we heard in those gospel stories today, healing is provided whether we seek it or whether we don't seek it, healing is provided no matter the outcome. We can believe or not believe. Jesus still heals. Now that official in that first story believes in Jesus' word. His son is healed and his household having witnessed uh, this healing, they also believe in Jesus. Now we can have faith or we can deny faith. Jesus is still going to heal. That person in the second story is not reported to be moved to have faith in Jesus. Instead, the person in that second story tattles on Jesus to the religious authorities. But Jesus does not withdraw the healing. So we can seek out Jesus, or we can not be aware of Jesus, or we can actively ignore Jesus. Guess what? Jesus still heals. Now, so often we're told what? We're told to get our beliefs in order. Get our doctrine straight. Follow this process. Adhere to this procedure. Repeat these phrases, and then we will be healed. But then sometimes Jesus turns all of that on its head. Now, thankfully, we live in the both-and. There are some spiritual practices that we may undertake that lead us to a powerful healing. There are prayer practices. I can testify that uh, a practice of centering prayer was so transformative in my life, was very healing in my life. So we can, we can uh, do a prayer practice, we can do Bible studies, we can uh, regularly worship, and those things, those practices lead to healing. We seek out God, and God's healing is provided. And then sometimes, this is the amazing thing, sometimes we don't seek out God. We're just going about life as we always go about life and suddenly, boom, we have this amazing, holy moment, this totally unexpected moment where we experience a deep healing. And sometimes we realize it right away, right? Oh my goodness, I just had a God moment. I've been healed. And then sometimes it takes a while to recognize that something has changed in us, that God has worked something in us. We're not always immediately aware. So today's theme is healing. And as I said a little bit earlier, there is certainly someone in the sanctuary today who is in need of healing. There's someone who's worshiping online who is in need of healing. Uh, Maybe we're not in need of, of healing today, but can we send all of our positive prayer energy to those who are in need of healing So uh, if you'll pray with me, let's just, first and foremost, let's center ourselves, let's center our hearts and our minds on our loving, amazing God, who is a mighty healer, a mighty, mighty healer. We thank you, God, that you are present. You are pouring out your holy, And healing spirit upon us. There is someone who is in need of a physical healing, someone in the sanctuary, someone, maybe a neighbor of ours, maybe a co-worker, a family member. There is someone in need of a physical healing, and we send all of our positive prayer energy to that person or those people who are in need of a physical healing. There's someone in need of a mental or emotional healing. Someone seeking out a peace of mind. Someone who doesn't even know that they're in need of a mental or emotional healing. Let's think of that person in need. Maybe it's ourselves. Maybe it's again. Someone in our circles. Just think on that person that sent all of our positive prayer energy for that mental or emotional healing let's lift up that person those people to the lord that's the best place to be in the palm of god's hand there's someone we know in need of a social healing someone who's who's feeling like an outsider someone who's feeling like they don't belong Uh, and and god we turn to We we lift up this person, maybe it's us, maybe it's someone we know, someone who uh, needs that social healing, that sense of belonging, that sense of belonging in a family, in a community, at school, at work, wherever it is, we pray that healing for that person or the people that we know. There's someone here worshiping today in person, online, who's in need of an intellectual healing, is holding on to some stale ideas. Uh, We hold up that person or those people to you, Lord God. You pour out your healing. We're so grateful. And God, you know that there are some people in need of a spiritual healing, have been hurt maybe even, even in your name, Lord God, have been hurt or harmed by toxic religion, hurt or harmed by uh, a church uh, with, with their teachings or their doctrine. Lord God, we, we hold those people in need of a spiritual healing, that, that person, those people, we know that you are healing their hearts even before we lifted up this prayer you are healing their hearts Lord God you provide this amazing deep eternal spiritual healing and we are so grateful God that we can turn to you that we can trust you that we can pray and lift these beloved ones to you thank you for this healing Lord God thank you for this healing space, for this healing that you have affected, Lord God. We are grateful. And we know that we're going to see your transformative power at work. Hallelujah. And let's all say, Amen.
1: Be still.
0: 26 de Evangelio de San Mateo, un grupo de amigos se juntaron para sanar con Jesús.
5: In chapter 26 of Matthew's Gospel, friends gathered for supper of Jesus.
0: Mientras comían, Jesús cogió el pan, dio gracias y lo partió.
5: While they were eating, Jesus took bread and gave thanks and broke it. He, uh,
0: entonces, Jesús Copio la copa, dio gracias, y se los ofrecio.
5: Then Jesus took the cup, gave thanks, and
0: offered it to him Jesus dijo,
5: Jesus said, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, of just poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins.
0: Oh, Dios, ven a ser nuestro testigo en esta cena sagrada que nosotros ofrecemos en tu nombre.
5: Oh, living Christ, come and be our guest as this sacred meal we offer in your name.
0: Bendiga los regalos de pan y fruta de la viña.
5: Bless these gifts of bread and fruit of the vine.
0: Oh, Dios, llega adentro de nosotros y haznos verdaderamente suyos.
5: Oh, God, touch us within and make us truly yours. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: Our faith is a mixture of past, present, and future. We remember what God did for us in Christ. We experience now the spirit of the living Christ, and we look forward to God's continuing promise to us of growth and new life. And so we proclaim the mystery of our faith, that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. And now let's share in the gifts of Jesus Christ.
1: Jesus, Jesus, Jesus
3: There's
1: just something about that name Master, Savior Like fragrance after the rain, Jesus, oh Jesus, sweet Jesus.
0: gracious God. Indeed, there's just something about that name. We thank you, God, for the healing that has been experienced during this worship. We thank you for your love, which is forever and ever. Amen. If you could please rise as able, let's join in saying together our commission and blessing. We feel the power of Christ's healing love restoring us and rejuvenating us. We go now to offer hope, help, and healing to others. Praise be to God, Amen.
1: Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a force! my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my side. Angels descend This is story, this is my throng, Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior, am happy at last, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with His goodness, lost in His love. This is my story, this is my call, praising my Savior.
0: to love and serve the Lord. Vaya con Dios. Walk with God. Amen.